SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. I'm Brad Brown. Thank you for joining us. And uh, yeah, it's great to be back. Thank you to Dwayne DeLocker for standing in for me on Thursday and Friday last week. I'll tell you a little bit about what I was up to a little bit later on in the show. But uh, an incredible weekend it was in KwaZulu-Natal. Uh, we'll give you all those details a little bit later. Let's uh, start off by chatting about some of the stories making news headlines today. And Minister of Sports and Recreation, Fakile Mbalula, announced that uh, Durban's chances of hosting the Commonwealth Games are hanging in a balance due to the cost challenges. The minister confirmed today that talks between the Department of Sport and the Commonwealth Games Federation are ongoing, but he indicated that if both parties fail to agree on cost-cutting measures, South Africa will not host the 2022 Commonwealth Games. Durban was the only city with a confirmed bid after Edmonton in Canada withdrew theirs, and in December, officials from South Africa said it remained fully committed to hosting the Games despite falling short of requirements. The Games Federation is due to meet in London next week to decide Durban's fate. In athletics news, the first of the 2017 Athletics South Africa Speed Series athletics meetings taking place in Durban this evening. Manfred Seidel will be joining us a little bit later on in the show to let us know exactly what is happening there. On to cricket now, Kahiso Rabada is relishing the opportunity to wrap up the five-match ODI series against New Zealand at Sitton Park in Hamilton tomorrow with a game to spare. Rabada says the South African, or the depth in the uh, South African attack is definitely one of their strengths. We've got some guys who've been on the for quite a while and also some some nice raw talent that's come in uh, someone like Wayne Pannell who hasn't had the chance to play uh, with you know it's been a bit unfortunate through injury and also through being on the fringes waiting to to play because guys like Dale Stay and Mono Moko were there so yes I can say it's a new era that's developing um, however Dale and Mone are still back home um, we can still use them in our attack when once they're ready, they're nursing some injuries right now. But the Proteas skittled New Zealand out for just 112 in the third ODI, thanks to a skillful masterclass of seam bowling. And Rabada elaborated on the approach for the fourth ODI tomorrow. We're always confident going into a game, but never complacent. We know that the Black Caps can come and and, and get a victory over us over here. They've got all the necessary skill and all the talent to do it. But we're feeling confident we're going to get into the game um, with our minds in the right area um, and looking to put a, a clinical and good performance in once again. On to football now and speaking on his one day official visit to Ghana, FIFA president Gianni Infantino says Africa will get more than seven slots in the expanded edition of the World Cup from 2026. Africa currently have five slots in the World Cup and staying with news from the Federation, former FIFA Secretary General Jerome Falke is appealing to the Court of Arbitration for Sport against his 10 year ban from football. Some live action to look forward to tonight in the AFSA Premiership, Mamelodi Sundowns taking on Chipper United. On to rugby news now, and SA Rugby have overhauled the opening provincial competition of the South African season. It was announced today that Sunday Rugby, Triple Headers, and a new name all part of that makeover. The Supersport Rugby Challenge will feature 14 provincial unions, plus Namibia as well, which is, and kicks off on the weekend of the 22nd and 23rd of April. The tournament will host up to three games back-to-back at a single venue, one of which will be a local club match.
and Super Rugby News. Centre Jan Sarfontein and Prop Martin Dreyer return for the Bulls uh, for their clash against the Cheetahs this coming Saturday. In tennis news, world number 77, Damir Damzur upset defending Dubai Duty Free Champion Stan Vavrinka 7-6-6-3 in the first round earlier today. And finally... Formula One News, three-time world champion Lewis Hamilton continued his ominous form on the second day of pre-season testing. The Brits set the fastest time in the new Mercedes earlier today at Catalunya. That's uh, record standing since 2013. Kimi Raikkonen was second fastest, but nearly two seconds off Hamilton's time in his first outing in the new Ferrari. Frenchman Esteban Ocon was the third fastest in the Force India. Big results uh, as far as football goes yesterday for the South African under-20s. Amajita taking part in that uh, under-20 African Cup of Nations. Uh, that's taking place in Zambia. Fantastic results, and we'll chat about that next. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, on to some cricket now here on SAFM Sports Wrap. And uh, we spoke about it last week, but uh, the Momentum One Day Cup is well underway uh, for 2017. There have been some, uh, some pretty good matches, some interesting results as well. We join now by Colin Ackerman from the Warriors here on uh, SAFM Sports Wrap. Colin, welcome. Thanks for, for your time this evening. How's it going? All good, yeah. Excellent. Colin, looking at the results so far, uh, played three, lost two, won one. Uh, as far as the Warriors go, I'm, I'm sure you, you, you're disappointed with the start. You would have liked to have got off to a better start, uh, losing your first two, but you have picked up a win, and uh, hopefully that momentum continues. Yes, exactly. It wasn't an ideal start losing the first two games. Um, but the victory on Saturday against the, the Knights was massive for us. Um, and uh, all, all the teams are still in it. There's still seven games to go. Yeah, it is still a long way to go, as you as you rightly say. But your your next two are probably going to be key. If you look at the log as it stands now, uh, the top two teams, Multiply Titans, Hollywood Bets, Dolphins. Uh, those are your your next two teams that you play. The Dolphins, Titans. Uh, it doesn't get easier, but uh, you pick up two good wins against them, and you you ride in it. Exactly. Um, you know, both teams are, are playing good cricket at the moment. Um, you know, but you know, it's at um, at St George's on Friday, and he's, and he's London on Sunday, so. It's our home condition, so we're looking for, for two good victories there. From a, a team perspective, uh, I mean, what, where, where do you think you, you could improve looking at uh, the way this uh, one-day season has started for you guys? Uh, wh- what are some of the areas you're working on? Um, it's difficult to say. I think um, the first two games we were, you know, outplayed. And, you know, sometimes that happens in cricket, so you can't look uh, into too much. Um, you know, we just, you know, you're only as good as your last game, so, yeah, we're looking, we're looking at that. For you personally, uh, from a, a performance uh, perspective, uh, are you, you happy with the way things are, are going, or would you, would you be hoping for a, a richer vein of form? Yeah, you're, you're always looking um, to score runs as a batter. So, um, you know, the first game I did nicely, second game didn't work out too well, and I didn't play on Saturday due to injury. So, you know, Friday and, and Sunday will be will be two good games for me. Talk talk about that injury. You you over it? Uh, is it? Uh, I mean, are you you fit and ready to go for for the weekend? Um. I just look at my finger on Wednesday, um, and there is, there is still a crack there, but I think I'll be good to go on Friday, just um, strap it up and, and take it on the chin, I suppose. I was going to say, cracked fingers and strapping, it's uh, part of the course for a, for a cricket, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, throughout your career, you're always going to have a few niggles here and there, um, especially with your with your hands being a, being a cricketer, so just something that you have to live with. Is the two two games uh, the quick turnaround time between them? Uh, does that pose a bit of a, an issue with something like that from a recovery perspective? Um, I think it does. Um, you know, we travel by bus on Saturday to 
to East London, um, which is about a four-hour bus trip. So yeah, the guys will probably be sleeping on the bus. Um, so that that's our recovery time is, is basically just one day. Well, looking at uh, the sort of way things are going, obviously out of the the Sunfoil series into the Momentum One Day Cup, uh, the adjustment from the the longer format to the to the One Days has it has it been pretty seamless for for you and the rest of the team? Um, I think so. You know, personally, um, I didn't change too much. Um, you know, you know the, the the basics still apply. Um, uh, moving from four day cricket to to fifty over cricket, um, and it isn't too much difference. Um, you know, the two new uh, white balls um, in the fifty over game, so you still got to take care of the first couple of overs, um, so there hasn't been too much change. Well, then they're just shifting tack slightly. Obviously, the Proteas in action in, in New Zealand at the moment. You've represented South Africa at under 19 level as well. Some of your, your teammates from that squad uh, doing doing duty for, for the senior national team. Uh, it must fill you with a lot of pride, but also light a fire that uh, make, makes you want to get back in that, that sort of setup. Yeah, they've been doing well. Um, you know, I haven't been following the, the one day series in, in New Zealand too much, but I was following. Yeah, against um, against Sri Lanka, um, but I'll be watching on cricket for um, tomorrow morning to see how the guys do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're playing some some great cricket at the moment. Uh, hopes for you for the rest of the season. What what are some of the goals for you personally, and uh, and then as a as a team for the Warriors? What what are you guys hoping to achieve? Um, you know, I think we're just going to take it one game at a time. Um, these are two big games this weekend for us. Um, yeah, so you're kind of too far ahead. Um, obviously, been asked to. To win some silverware this season, we came close in the 2020 comp, um, reaching the final against the Titans. So, you know, we'll be striving for, for more success in the fifth ever comp. The Titans have obviously been one of the formed sides this season. You, you mentioned their, their T20 victory. They, they lost out in the, in the Sunfoil series, but it went down to the, the final fixtures, essentially. Uh, are they the team to, to really be setting your, your sights on and, and trying to raise the bar to? And, uh, I mean, the opportunity to play them this weekend, uh, does, does, does that sort of come into to the reckoning, or is it a case of you just worry about your own game and uh, on the day, if, if things click, that's good enough? Yeah, I think, um, you know, they've, they've always got a competitive uh, squad. Um, you know, most national players are, are based there. So they do have a, a strong squad and they have a lot of experience, which counts for a lot. Um, you know, so we'll study their players and, and come up with good plans on Sunday. And then looking at the, the Dolphins for Friday, I mean, who, who would you reckon are some of the, the key players in that Dolphins squad? So who, who are the dangerous match winners? I think Monaf and Vaker at the top of the order, with all his experience, is always going to be a threat. Um, and then I think um, some of the spinners will, will also pose more of a threat playing, um, you know, along the coast, yes, and Georgia's. So, um, yeah, those are probably the players we'll be looking out for. Well, Colin, thank you so much for your time this evening here on SAFM Sportsramp. Best of best of luck for those two uh, fixtures this weekend. Let's hope awesome. uh, that it remains dry. I know there's been lots of rain uh, about, but uh, let's hope we're in for some, some good cricket this weekend. Best of luck. Awesome. Thanks very much. The Love Runs River Deep and Mountain High this Thursday as 5FM's DJ Fix and her man Arok Robertson say I do. And Toppling brings you the exclusive on their wedding. Join the conversation with Jerry Ranseli Elden and her daughters as they chat about the joy of fostering. Plus, we check out Barack Obama's new hobby, kiteboarding at the King of the Air International Champions. Catch Toppling this Thursday night at 8, repeat Sunday at 12.30 on SABC3. AM Live with Sakina Kamwendo. The best the morning has to offer. When you say that you certainly believe that elements of the African National Congress may have been captured, at what point does the SACP start thinking of making a move away from the alliance? 
you know, if the, if the ANC continues in the directions it's pursuing, whichever slate wins uh, in December of this year at the National Elective Conference of the ANC, whoever wins that will inherit basically an empty shell, as we've been saying. And therefore, it's not just a question for the SACP, it's a question for uh, millions of ANC members and ANC supporters. How do we go forward? What do we do? AM Live with Sakina Kamwendo. Weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. Only on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. And uh, we mentioned it last night, uh, Group B action in the under-20 Cup of Nations uh, got underway in Zambia last night with uh, the South Africans in action in the second match uh, in Group B. And boy, what a performance it was. Uh, I am super, super excited about the future of South African football after uh, that match. A very impressive win uh, over Cameroon last night. And we join now by the media spokesperson for uh, Amajita Namkla Mpelo. Uh, Namkla, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap uh, this evening. It's difficult to put into words, but what a performance by the lads last night. Good afternoon, Brad, and to all your listeners. Indeed, what a performance. I mean, someone like me who's been with them since they were under 17 is very impressed with what I saw last night. I mean, the the, the scoreline was, I, I mean, you could look at the scoreline and think, oh, maybe it's flattering. It wasn't flattering at all. I mean, three three goals from the South Africans, three won the final score. Uh, it was it was comprehensive. And, and you talk about the squad being together for a while. It really showed last night. They, they, they might not be playing lots of football together all the time, but there, there's definitely chemistry there. Yes, definitely. I mean, um, this is just them continuing what they started off at the Kosafa Cup last year. Um, last December, if you remember, they lost to Zambia right. in the final of the Kosafa Cup. And, I mean, even with all the preparations, we've had three camps prior to this tournament. And with all the, with all the matches that we played, we played a few PSL matches. We, uh, sorry, PSL clubs. We played two international friendlies. And they created the goals, but they just weren't converting. So it was very great to see the three goals that we actually converted yesterday. We've spoken about some of the, the names uh, of some of the future stars in South African football, and I think uh, if people hadn't heard the name Luther Singh before yesterday, they definitely have now. Uh, I think he's going to be a global superstar, scoring a hat-trick in, in the opener, putting uh, Amadit to top of, of Group B. He is uh, an absolute talent, isn't he? Yes, definitely. I mean, and it is shocking if there are people who have not heard of him. I mean, he's been in Europe yep. for a good three years now. Um, he was top goal scorer at the Kosafa Cup last year, and already he's top goal scorer of the tournament. So, I mean, Luda Singh is a sensation. He is, he is an absolute darling. He is the most humblest boy on earth, and... You know, he knows that his job as a forward is to convert the goals, and he showed yesterday that he's he's really eager to make sure that even Bafana Bafana actually look out for him. Now, until the last time I spoke to to the coach Tamasunong, he was saying one of his big struggles is is obviously to keep these guys in, in this squad grounded and and to keep them humble because they they are starting to perform, they are starting to be noticed by by some of the international club scouts, uh, and and he wants them to keep. Their feet on the ground and, and obviously play good football. He, he's doing a great job with, uh, with these youngsters. Uh, I mean, he must be pretty proud of, of what they've done so far. Yes, it's just one game in, but uh, I mean, Cameroon aren't to walk over and we're in a tough group and they've got their campaign off to the best possible start. 
Yes, you're very correct. And I mean, the first problem with um, the under twenty is the the age the, the age group. I mean, they are these these players have just left adolescence. They're just going into adulthood, um, which is the first social factor that we always have to deal with. And secondly, you're correct. A lot of them are playing now for their first teams at club level. A lot of them are being seen by international scouts. So, I mean, um, we try from a management and technical point, we, we try and uh, ensure that they are aware of the possibilities of their future and some of the things that could hinder them getting very successful or actually moving to Europe. We try many of the time to speak of um, past experiences, you know, we have this thing in the camp that we talk about could have, should have been. You know, we've, we are, there are a lot of players that even they have identified who should have been a professional, who should be overseas, but never made it. And they themselves are aware of the reasons why those players didn't make it. So we try from our side to make sure that they stay grounded. I'm looking at the, the rest of the fixtures, obviously in Group B next up, Senegal on the, the second, uh, that's on Thursday, a pretty quick, pretty quick turnaround time as well, and, and Senegal also not going to be, not going to be a walkover then Sudan, but, uh, putting in a good performance against Senegal, and we, we pretty much guaranteed our, our spot through to, through to the knockout stages. Yes, definitely. I mean, um, I know for a fact that Coach Tabo Sanong is trying to wrap up um, the group stages with the Senegalese match. Um, they're also going to be dangerous. I mean, they're sitting on one point after their draw with Senegal. So it is not going to be an easy match. Uh, they are West African. And uh, we are confident that we will be able to put up a good performance. We played Mali in our last international friendly, who play a very similar kind of game to them. So and and the coaches are currently sitting in video analysis, looking at those tapes to see where, what areas we can try and identify that we can penetrate, but also ensure that we stick to our game to to ensure that we get the best out of our players. Now, talk to me a little bit about the coach as well. I, I listened to his sort of pre-match press conference uh, yesterday before the game. And and he was full of confidence. You, 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 he was just speaking it like he knew we were going to win last night. You could hear it. Yes, uh, and I, mean, I, I thought to I, myself, I, I, sorry, yes, no, no, no. I just thought to myself, it's so nice hearing a South African coach brimming with that much confidence going into a tournament. And 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 I, and I secretly thought, gee, I hope I hope he's not just talking it up. But but he backed it up with the with the team last night on the field. Yes, I mean, I I, I wish more people had a chance to watch these players in training. They. We, I mean, I'm so grateful. Um, when we went to the Olympics last year, we kept saying that we had cream de la creme. This is the cream of the crop. This is, the, I mean, the team that we have now, the youngsters that South Africa is producing are just amazing. Um, so he was very confident going into the game. I, too, myself, have to be honest, we were very confident going into that match because we, we had the belief. We, our senior team managed to get a good, good result against Cameroon last year. You know, we just needed to take that inspiration, but also the fact that we're trying to qualify for a World Cup is more than enough motivation mm-hmm. to ensure that the players bring out the best in them. Now, Claire, what are we doing right at junior level? Because obviously we are getting something right. We know how our, our senior <laughs> national team is struggling, but, uh, I mean, this core group of players, they've proved themselves. There's something happening there, and we need to bottle it. Yes, um... I think, honestly, um, a lot of the problems become the social and off-the-pitch issues. Um, at junior level, they don't have much pressure on them. You know, they, they, they just understand that they need to play to impress. So I, I, 
I'd like to think that after they turn 21, they become very complacent, which is something we need to change as a country. And we we need to to show these boys that there's, there's more to life. There's more to life that they can actually get if they excel at what they do. So at junior level, they are, there isn't that much pressure. They're still quite very hungry. And we hope that with this generation, it will stick like this until they get to the senior team. From from your mouth to uh, to their ears. Let's hope they're listening. Uh, I'm I'm super excited. I, I must be honest. After what I saw last night, again, I think South African football has a, a very bright future. And let's hope they can continue this form through to the, the next match. As I said, Thursday we'll keep you updated here on SAFM, uh, and then the final one against Sudan as well. I think uh, we, we're in for exciting times. Not for thank you so much for your time this evening. Just just one other mm. thing, just to mention. Um, the country is being crying for Pagamani Machambi, and I'm and I'm very grateful to announce that he's finally in the camp. He arrived this afternoon. Fantastic! That is that is brilliant news. So uh, yeah, yeah, it just so, gets, gets better and better. Yes, I mean we're just excited going into Thursday's match with all the players that we have at our disposal. Brilliant. Well, please pass on our best to the coach and the squad. We're wishing them uh, all the luck for that game on Thursday, 3 o'clock kickoff, and then on the 5th of March. Uh, 6 p.m. Is it a 6 p.m.? Oh, sorry, I'm looking. I'm, my bad. I'm looking at the Sudan game, and, and then uh, on the 5th of March, uh, we're playing at 3 o'clock against uh, Sudan. So it, it should be, yep, that's going to be a fabulous, fabulous uh, campaign. I've got no doubt we are going to make it through, uh, and all the best. Thanks for your time this evening. Thank you very much. And we thank all the supporters for sticking behind this team through what we're going through. If you would love to show off your cooking skills and grab a chance at love, then we have great news for you. SABC3 is proud to bring the hit UK series Dinner Date to South Africa. To take part, email date at dinnerdatesa.co.za before Friday the 31st of March. Contestants must be between the ages of 25 and 50 years of age and live in Gauteng. SABC3, putting love on the menu. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch, you can via social media. Just search for SAFM Radio across all the platforms. You can also touch base with me personally uh, at Big Brad Brown. If you have any comments or suggestions, uh, please do uh, reach out. And uh, before we take a look at some athletics, I mentioned at the start of the show that uh, Dwayne Locker stood in for me last week, uh, Wednesday or Thursday and Friday, rather. That's uh, when he stood in for me. And, uh, yeah, I-, I mentioned that I'd been away and was lucky enough to take part in a, a trail run this past weekend in the Karkloof in uh, KwaZulu Natal. An incredible, incredible race, part of uh, the Wildlands Wild Series called the Three Cranes. They're doing some amazing work for uh, conservation up there. And just what an incredible event. Just under 100 k's over three days in one of the most beautiful parts of the country. I'd uh, driven through the Midlands, had never stopped. And, uh, yeah, if you live in that sort of area, boy, are you blessed. Uh, it is incredible. And uh, if you are a runner and you enjoy trail running, that is the definite to, to put on your bucket list, uh, the Three Cranes. Uh, fantastic, fantastic event and uh, raising massive money for conservation in uh, that uh, conservancy. So, uh, yeah, go check it out. Let's talk some athletics now and we head to, to Durban, slightly south of uh, the car kloof. Manfred Seidley is there and it's the first of the Athletics South Africa Speed Series Athletics Meet. Manfred, good evening to you. Uh, the program has got underway. A uh, small crowd, I believe, but uh, some, some big names. Well, yeah, some big names indeed, uh, Brad, and, and uh, no one wonders. I mean, I, I can see Athletics South Africa trying to do new things. They're obviously trying to uh, 
rejuvenate the sport, if you will, and they're certainly trying hard in many respects. I do think, though, that this event, it's, it's got a lot of middle distance events, and yes, it's at the coast. It's the only one that's at the coast, so obviously they're looking to, to bring in the middle distances here. Uh, but no field events, um, you know, 100 meter for men, a 200 meter for um, women, two 400 meter races, the 400 meter for women about to start. And interesting to see there in lane six is uh, Jenna Lofstrand, more of an 800 meter runner. And she's got on her inside lane, uh, Justine Palfram, and of course did go to the Rio Olympics for the two and the 400. Um, it will be interesting to see how this 800 meter girl does. She has recently moved back down from Poch to back to Durban, which is where she was originally from, and is back with her original coach, uh, Victor Vaz, who is a very much a speed-based coach as opposed to an endurance one, where Jean Fosset, the coach that she was with, uh, subscribes more to the endurance type of training. So it would be quite interesting to see what she does in the 400 meter today. Obviously, uh, not an event she really is uh, familiar with, but uh, yeah, keep an eye out on her. Just before this, we had a men's 1500 meter uh, race, uh, Wind is pumping down here, Brad. I have to tell you, especially in the back straight, and it was really, really, you could see the athletes were struggling. They were literally trying to, trying to stay on their feet, and then coming down the home straight, they had this massive gust coming from behind, throwing their rhythm out, out and so on. So, very difficult conditions for them, and yet, still a pretty good time. Uh, Jerry Massal taking that, running the, the perfect race, and uh, coming through the last 100 meters to win that in 3 minutes and 54 seconds. The three minutes, 40.5 per second, the bigger part. And I'm quite intrigued to see the gentleman spot, George Cushy. He's a junior. He ran 341.18, which is about an eight, almost nine-second PB for him. And not too long ago, he ran in an unofficial 1,000-meter race. He ran 2.19 and some change, which is a phenomenal time for a junior. So this kid has got massive talent. We get to see how he goes and just keep an eye out on him. But uh, big name coming up much later. Um, Brad, you mentioned the big name. Well... And after Gilbert won, I suppose, is the biggest name. He goes in the 100 meters. And that's his first race since uh, coming back from injury from Rio, uh, which, of course, was in August last year. So all eyes on him, really, I think. You mentioned the wind as well. Uh, you said it was from behind down the main straight. So whatever happens today, we we might see some fast times uh, if it's a new South African record, which I'm feeling is not still very early in the season. It's not going to count, will it? No, it won't. And I also don't think that, that that's what we could expect, mm. expect even if the wind was legal. Um, we simply don't know what sort of shape Anasso is in. Um, and this will be his first real test. So he ran a league, a league meeting uh, about a week or so ago. Um, and he ran a 10 point, I think it was a 10.3 or something like that. Um, I stand under correction, but he, I saw the video of it and his, his start was so rusty. He really, really is. Uh, rusty in terms of racing, so uh, no no huge expectations from him. I'm just excited to see him racing again. The, the kid's got massive talent, so, so yeah, it'll be very interesting, very interesting to see how he does go. I believe Valroy Gallant is is there as well. Mm. What's what's he taking part in? He's doing the 10,000 meters. Now the 10,000 meters and the woman's 5,000 meters is pretty much the final trial for the uh, cross-country team that will go to the World Champs in, in, in Uganda, Kampala, later in March. And uh, obviously, as they're looking at, at this as a final fitness test, and we were all hoping for a really fast time, a good time. Alvaro Kalant has just come back from a training stint in Kenya. Um, he looks very strong. He looks very confident. And, and the wind, I think, is going to put pay to, to any idea of a, of a consistent run back. They do have two pacemakers by the looks of it. Uh, Jerry Mutaro earlier on won that 1500 meters 
literally at 10 past 6 when they raced, so 50 minutes ago now. And uh, that's uh, 10,000 meters. That is happening at, uh, at at quarter to eight tonight. So hopefully you'll have recovered. Jerry Matau and Jimmy Sainz Lacelo, who was also in, uh, sorry, Falawe Sehorte, who was also in that 1,500 meters. Um, they'll be doing some, some of the pacemaking. Um, up until 4Ks, I understand, and they're looking for a time around about 11 minutes, so 245 per kilometer. And uh, they're trying to be able to do that, but that means that the big guns like Alvaro Salah, Joe Momone, uh, a couple of the other guys were able to just tuck in behind that and, uh, you know, let, uh, let, uh, Falavia and, and, uh, uh, Jerry Mutar just take the pace out. It does make a big difference. But mm. again, not sure what we can expect because of the conditions, uh, and a, and a big pity, but, uh, I think Alroy is, is certainly looking forward to, uh, uh, you know, doing some real racing. There's a guy in that 10,000 meter field called Namaste Kasi, and he's, uh, from, uh, Lesotho. And on the road, he has given Stephen McCorka and Alvaro Galan a hiding on more than one occasion. So this boy is dangerous. So don't expect Alvaro to walk away with it. This, this Mkasi could very well throw in a massive challenge here. The 10,000 meter brand is going to be really interesting. Sounds like it. Manfred Seidler, thank you very much uh, for that update uh, from... Uh, the Kings Park Stadium in Durban, where the first of the Athletic South Africa uh, Speed Series athletics meets are taking place. We'll keep you updated throughout uh, that series here on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. SAFM Sports Wrap. That's uh, pretty much a wrap for this evening's show. Just uh, taking a look at a uh, story coming through. Andy Murray, uh, world number one in action today in the Dubai Duty Free Championship as well. He advanced through to the second round. He beat Tunisia's Malik Jaziri 6-4 and 6-1. And I mentioned at the top of the show, defending champion Stan Vavrinka uh, getting knocked out in that first round by world number 77. So a huge upset uh, early on in that tournament. And uh, also some football news. Uh, Manchester City boss Pep Guardiola has confirmed that Vincent Company will miss uh, their FA Cup uh, first round replay against Huddersfield tomorrow. So not good news for the citizens. Coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is the talk shop with Naledi Maleo. Stay tuned for that. We'll have some news for you in a mo as well. From myself, Brad Brown, thank you so much for listening. And uh, we look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow night. Thanks, too, to my producer, Siobhan Tetti, this evening for putting everything together. Have yourself uh, a wonderful evening. More sport for you tomorrow morning on AM Live with Janet Whitten. Right now, it is 7 o'clock in time for your news.